Welcome to The Next Scene, the podcast where we take on pop culture one scene at a time. New episodes start on November 11 with our six-part coverage of Home Alone for the Holidays. Until then, please enjoy our return to previous holiday specials, starting with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days from 2017 with hosts Christopher Dennis DeGuardia and Pete Mummert. Some changes to our social media since this episode was recorded. We are still on Facebook at the Jelly of the Month Club, but you can now find us on Twitter at Next Scene Pod and on Instagram at Next Scene Podcast. And now, on with the show. Season's greetings and welcome to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days, the podcast where we jingle all the way one day at a time. I'm Sean German from Five Minutes of Mime. I'm Christopher DeGuardia from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. And bah humbug, I'm Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute, and I'm here to give voice to all of you out there (laughs) like me that really don't like the holidays. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna melt that heart of yours <laughs> by by the time just this like is toast. over. Yeah, just like toast. <laughs> just, just like toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, so, just to start off, let me uh, introduce folks to uh, the concept that we're doing here. Uh, you probably heard about us through uh, such movie by minutes podcast, uh, such as the aforementioned Indiana Jones Minute. Uh, what we're doing here is a little bit different. We're breaking down the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation one day at a time. So what we'll do is we'll take the day, a uh, day of action from the movie. We'll talk about what happens on that day. And then the episode will be released on that day. Fortunately enough for us, this movie was released in 1989. And the calendar from that year matches up with the calendar for the current year, 2017. So, uh... So, for example, our next episode will be coming out December 9th, and what we'll be discussing uh, during that show is the activities from the movie, what the uh, Griswold family is doing on December 9th. So, uh, it'll make it real easy for everyone to track. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are brilliant. I, I, I think it's your idea. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I realize if we, did, if we did it by minute, we would have been starting in August. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone would want to listen to that in August. So <laughs> nobody needs that much Christmas. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think uh, yeah, the, the the stores are like rolling out the Halloween candy on July Fourth and, and everything. <laughs> they're they're pushing holidays enough as it is. So uh, this way, we we kind of keep it all in the month month of December. All right. Uh, yeah. Nice. No one will get mad at us. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Except I, for I Pete. Didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, so I think I'd like to start with so, gentlemen. What's what's your history? What's your relationship with this movie? What what drew you to uh, you know to the movie and this podcast? Well, I, I really I, I remember seeing this in the theater uh, with my dad. Uh, it was there. It was around the time of my birthday. I just I remember it was just a fun time. We saw it. Uh, it came on a video. We got it. And basically, ever since we've had it on video, we try to watch it uh, like Thanksgiving night. So we'll at least get it in like, you know, once uh, a season. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a strict uh, no Christmas movies before Thanksgiving or after Christmas policy. So it was kind of our, our kickoff <laughs> to Christmas movies. So I, I like it. Every time I watch it, I either 
I might notice something new or I'll just notice like the same thing I've noticed, you know, forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I and, saw and it so in... Pete, yeah, Pete, what's, uh, what's going on with your life? <laughs> well, I saw it in 1989 and then I didn't see it again until about two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but as somebody who has suffered through many, many dysfunctional Christmas seasons, I, I, I think I'm going to find a lot to talk about in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the, uh, you know, it's, this is one of those, it's funny because it's true situations. <laughs> um, if you have a, if you have a family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I did not see this movie. I don't remember seeing this movie in the theater. I don't think I, I saw it um, maybe till many years after it was released. Actually, I, I grew up in a family where we did not uh, celebrate Christmas, but uh, Christmas is now a, a big deal with my in-laws, with my wife and and her family. And it's part of it's part of the tradition, and it's uh, an interesting bookend. So, Christopher, you said your your family, their tradition is uh, to kick off the season uh, after Thanksgiving. Uh, with my in-laws, it kind of the bookend, the end of the season, usually either Christmas Eve or more often uh, Christmas night, we'll sit down and watch Christmas movies. And there were uh, three movies that are in heavy rotation. Uh, we got The Scrooged mm-hmm. with Bill Murray. We have the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, nice! Uh, which is really the the best version of of Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And then this movie, Christmas Vacation, and this is actually the first. Depending on the schedule and the family, and and now there's there's grandkids involved in the family, things get crazier, and you know we don't always have time to sit down and watch three movies as a family. But uh, this will be the first one they pull out. And in terms of movies that I've seen multiple times, this may be. This is probably in the top five. This has got to be the top five in terms of the number of times I've seen this movie wow. or seen us, you know, seen the same movie. I've seen it at least, I think it's been 18, 18 Christmases that I've been with, uh, with my in-laws going back to, I mean, I know how long I've been married, it's just, but going back to, to even when we were just dating and, uh-huh. uh, you know, before we even got married, but I'd spend Christmas with, with her family. So watching it every year since then. And then this is this is actually the the first time going through the holiday season since I got involved with the movies by minute community and, and this uh, way of analyzing movies. So uh, so I saw a lot of a lot of new things, even for a movie that I had seen so many times. So watching it in preparation for this, so uh, so it's yeah, it's it's got a special place in nice. uh, in the movie canon in my life. And, nice, uh, yeah. So Sean, I'm interested. Have have you watched it on VHS? DVD and high def. Have you? How many different medias have you watched it on? <laughs> um, yeah, so we've we've gone. Yeah, we, we've grown from from VHS to DVD. I don't think we've transitioned to Blu-ray. I think we just stuck because the DVD is is good enough quality. Although yeah. as the as the televisions get bigger, uh-huh. um, I may have to explore how the uh, you know if, if they've upscaled or if they've uh, you know if they fixed it up for Blu-ray to to really get the uh, you know. Get get the full impact of the budget uh, of this movie, yeah. Um, which kind of leaves me sticking. I was I was just doing a little bit of research into Christmas Vacation trivia, and uh, this movie cost almost as much as Ghostbusters. Wow! I, if I remember correctly, the budget for this was twenty seven million, and then Ghostbusters was thirty million. Wow! <laughs> so which what seems it- a lot for a movie with <laughs> with uh, no special effects. I think other than. Um, you know, other than the Christmas lights and this sort of animated opening sequence, I'm not sure where all that money went. But, I was going to uh, say, what did they spend it on? <laughs> yeah, Home Alone, they had $15 million. Yeah. 
I, I guess it all went. It probably went to Chevy Chase. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it costs a lot. Yeah, and and then the the wonderful opening sequence as well. Um, yeah, so let's let's just let's dive into it. Let's do a little bit of uh, our introduction. So this is sort of outside of the usual conceit of the podcast. This is not a day of action, but it's the opening credits. We have a little animated sequence with with Santa Claus and. Uh, reindeer uh, flying across the moon. And the first thing I notice is the theme song. Mm -hmm. And what we don't get is Holiday Roads. This is the only vacation movie that does not have the Lindsay Buckingham song, Holiday Road. Instead, we have a new song titled Christmas Vacation, sung by uh, Mavis Staple, uh, the famous Staple Singers, uh-huh. Uh, written by the songwriting duo Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel, and they're they're a married couple, and they wrote this just for this movie, huh. and it's it's great. It's uh, get you yeah. right in the Christmas spirit. In case you had any doubt, maybe you walked into the wrong theater, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is like just we're going to be Christmas. We're going to be bells and lights and Santas just from the get go. Mayhem and destruction, <laughs> pain. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the music in this movie is gorgeous. Like they have some really great music. They they did a nice job with that in this movie. Yeah, do there's, we there's, do we not get Holiday Road because they don't go on a road trip? Is, do you think that's? I guess not. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's part of it. Yeah, they they don't go on a road trip. And uh, if I remember correctly, I believe that that they did approach Lindsey Buckingham about writing a new song for this movie, and he declined. He didn't want to get typecast as. Mm-hmm. A sort of movie theme songwriter. Mm-hmm. He thought you know, it might be one too many uh, dips in that well, so uh, he he passed on it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a specific reason why, but I would hazard a guess. Just yeah, there isn't. Yeah, they don't. There's no road trip. There's mostly mm-hmm. staying home, which is appropriate mm-hmm. for for the holidays. If you're fortunate mm-hmm. enough, if you got a big house, everyone can come to you, mm-hmm. and then you can just stay where you are, which is what the the Griswolds do here. You know, the the song has a pretty uh, you know, earnest, positive feel to it compared to the mayhem that's going on uh, <laughs> in the animation. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the yeah. lyrics. So it's, I, I think it's kind of a nice, the whole juxtaposition. It's like a, uh, kind of like a hint to what's to come, really. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the movie has kind of a sweet side to it, but there's going to be a lot of uh, injury and, you know. <laughs> Bumps along the road. Along yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we start off with that giant moon. Like we, we start off and that's going to show up again and again in this movie. It, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's like other, are there, uh, maybe the Griswolds are, are secretly werewolves. Uh, you know, this like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's like, I don't know if you heard, there's a theory that the, that Mad Men is actually the, the television show was actually mm-hmm. science fiction and that Don Draper's an alien. <laughs> and he's he's trying to fit in with with humans, uh-huh. and that and that's like the explanation for why he's such sort of an odd duck, and he stands out through the series that he's really an alien trying to fit in. Um, huh. You know, it's I just like a that. different way of looking at that series. So maybe, yeah, maybe this vacation, this series of movies, is uh, you know, it's a family of uh, you know, it's it's like the monsters. They're really they yeah, they're a family of werewolves, and they're trying to fit in, and and that's why Clark is kind of clumsy and, and uh, he's not used to like his human body. I mean, I'm sure as a wolf, he's very graceful and, and everything. 
<laughs> well, see, I think I think Clark is is delusional, and I think this entire movie <laughs> takes place in his mind, and I think we're going to see a lot of evidence for that coming up. Yeah, you think and like think, one of the knocks on the head it just knocked him out, and then this something. Is just- Something, or maybe you know, yeah. maybe this giant moon got out of orbit. You know, it, yeah. I don't know, it hit, a comet hit it or something, and it's it's caused all kinds of disasters on the Earth, and and now Clark is here trying to imagine his ideal Christmas, and pick right. up the pieces. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe we get a hint of it. So when when Santa Claus comes down the j- chimney, mm-hmm. he hits the the valve on the mm-hmm. gas fireplace. So maybe, yeah, Clark's asleep as the house is slowly filling with gas. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a bit of a fever dream. Yeah. Um, and it's Santa will. undergoes quite a few injuries in this little opening sequence that <laughs> I think presage a lot to come. But it's funny because uh, in the movie, we're going to see Clark wearing a Santa hat. We're going to see him trying on a beard uh, you know, he's mistaken for Santa by little Ruby Sue. So maybe, you know, there's some connection between the things that happen to Santa mm, and what's going to hanging yeah. off a gutter and, you know, uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he sees himself as Santa or there's a lot of, if, a lot of parallels to things that happen though. Yeah. Uh, the, the lights and the, uh, yeah. Santa gets electrocuted. Yeah. Right. Well, so now you don't need, we just spoiled it. You don't need to watch the movie. Exactly. Just watch the opening. <laughs> just, enjoy the song. You just watch the opening, uh, t- you know, two and a half minutes. And uh, yeah. So we, did, we've, we've saved you a lot of time. Yeah. And I, I did keep thinking of uh, Phoebe Cates' dad dying in the chimney here too. From Grimlins. <laughs> Not her actual dad, but yeah. <laughs> well, that could have been like based on a true story. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so Santa just barely uh, survives this trip to the Griswold house. Yeah. Why Why do you think that all the names are checked except for the Griswolds? Is that just because he hasn't delivered to them yet? And this is... Um, you know, maybe he knew trouble was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted to get everything else out of the way first. Yeah. He was yeah. plenty of time to get shocked and fall through <laughs> bricks and everything. Yeah. He probably knows like, yeah, after this one, I'm just... I'm going home. <laughs> it's yeah, the end of the done. season. This is yeah, I'm not going to want to do anything after Griswold. So uh, yeah, it's a fairly small list too, and it starts with Elwood, which I kind of or it's got Elwood on it, which I kind of like thinking, oh, maybe it's from Blues Brothers or something. And he's already gone through a lot of a lot of heartache delivering this stuff. <laughs> he's, he's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. I, so we're not going to go through uh, all the credits, um, but. If there's any you know particular names that, that you guys want to pull out, we we can do that. In terms of the actors, like you know Chevy Chase, I think everyone listening is going to know, or, or Beverly D'Angelo, she's she's wonderful. So we but don't Chevy need Chase to kind of Chevy Chase well, gets yeah, top billing, the he's, title he's, of the movie. Yeah, I did note that he's yeah he's up there before the title. Um, I'm sure he insisted on that. Um, oh yeah, I he, I think you know he's notoriously difficult to work with, and I I had read somewhere that Chris Columbus was originally slated to direct this, and at, at one point he's like, I'm I'm absolutely not going to work with Chevy Chase, I'm out. And so that, <laughs> <laughs> that was that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's interesting. So so the like the one credit um, that that I wanted to pull out w- was the director. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, Jeremiah Chekchik, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, but he he came in. He hadn't seen Vacation or European Vacation uh, before directing this. Didn't know anything about that. All he knew was this was a Christmas movie and a comedy. So obviously hadn't hadn't worked with Chevy Chase before. This was actually his first feature film directing. Uh-huh. 
And uh, he mostly does TV, went on to do uh, Burn Notice and some episodes of, of The Gossip Girl. Um, in terms of movies, he, he did a, a lot of different things. I don't, nothing quite like this again. Uh, he directed Benny and June and also uh, the, the Avengers, the, um, the, the English spies, the, the Ray Fine mm-hmm. and, and Uma Thurman mm-hmm. Avengers, not the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not the Hulk and Thor Avengers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that, that was interesting. They had someone who like, you know, I don't even know. He might not have even heard of Chevy Chase when he took <laughs> yeah, this job. Yeah, that might job. be a good bet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he took yeah. All he, all, but yeah, he said all he knew was it's a Christmas movie and a comedy, and, and didn't know anything else. So, uh, <laughs> so this is yeah a little bit different from the other movies in the in the series, and, and that's probably part of it. Uh huh. We do. I like the speaking of Avengers, we do get a little bit of uh, cool technology too. When Santa hears Chevy Chase waking up upstairs, and he. he gets out the candy cane uh, secret wireless phone. It like pulls out the antenna and calls for the sleigh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Rudolph has, has headphones on yeah. <laughs> to receive the transmission. Yeah, he's thought of everything. Well, you know, it's uh, this is 1989. It's, you know, it's modern times. They're very high. That's true. Yeah. But in, like in this just couple of minutes, Santa's falling into the ice He's shivering. He gets a giant snowman starts rolling him after him like a boulder. Uh, he gets electrocuted. His uh, He gets stuck in the chimney. A brick falls on his head. He catches on fire and a tin soldier shoots him from the tree. That's that's a lot of uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough night. Yeah, yeah. And that's just one house. Yeah, that's just the Griswold house. Yeah. Well, that's why he saved it for last, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he was going to be rough. I bet I bet Margot and Todd next story just like had a nice cookie and some milk. And he's like, oh my gosh, I wish every house was like this. <laughs> Dropped off a new stereo, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Case of Avion. Yeah. <laughs> some nice silver track suits. Yeah, nice exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, so there was was there anything from the credits that uh that jumped out to to either of you that you wanted to to point out, Peter or Chris? Nothing so much for the names. I'm 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 still trying to wrap my head around what this little sequence is. Is is Clark imagining this, or is this just? I, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, the and I yeah I don't. It's it's hard to say how much you put into uh, how much stock you put into dreams because the house is different than uh-huh. when we see their house. You know the, the windows are different. The chimney's on the wrong side, and stuff like that. But this could be, you know, this could be a childhood home. This maybe uh-huh. you know, this isn't necessarily the current Griswold res- residence. This could be maybe, uh, um, you know, maybe Clark dreaming of uh, a childhood Christmas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But this is this is really entertaining. You know, it kind of it, it it does set you up, like you guys said, mm-hmm. for. Uh, for some wackiness, some zaniness, some slapstick, uh-huh. and uh, definitely sets sets the mood for me at least. I, I I hear this song, I see this animation, and I know uh, you know I know I know what season it is. I know what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing in Sean German's book. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, I do. I like knowing what's going on because uh, I don't always. So uh, if well, I, I was can, thinking the holiday read the sign spirit, post, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so that's, and those are the opening credits for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So 
like I said previously, we're going to be following this movie one day at a time as things happen. And uh, as we go along, we'll explain uh, where we got those days from. So we're, you know, we're not just making this stuff up. And uh, <laughs> so the, the, the first day of actual action will be uh, December 9th, uh, which in 1989 was a Saturday. And in 2017 is also a Saturday. So uh, tune in for our, uh, our next episode, which will be our first day on December 9th. And you can kind of find that wherever you found this. If you're listening to this, um, just go back there again. <laughs> um, so any, any, you know, any, any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Bah humbug. <laughs> all right we, we'll, we'll we'll edit that, yeah, on that note. <laughs> all right well well on that note um you know if you want to let us know what you think of the podcast or, or join the conversation we've got a facebook group the nlcvd jelly of the month club and we're also on twitter at nlc vacation days so that's at nlc vacation days and uh you know if you kind of want to Keep it on the down low. Reach out to us in private. There's an email address, christmasvacationdays at gmail.com. And so, Pete, if people want to hear more of your uh, your cheery demeanor, <laughs> where can they find you? You can find me at the Indiana Jones Minute podcast, uh, where we kind of do the same thing we're doing with this movie, but with Indiana Jones. And I am not the grumpy one on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Try it on. Yeah. Uh, and uh so so Christopher if you would uh if you could steer our audience to to one site or service uh where would you tell them to go? Uh well you've already told them with the the Jelly of the Month club. So um I don't have any other shows or anything. I guess the the, the big thing that's close to my heart is uh Friends of Amelia. It's a, a charity we set up uh, in honor of our daughter and I'd just like people to check it out if they would. And how do you spell Amelia? It's E M I L-I-A. So just friendsofamelia.org will get you everywhere you need to be. Cool. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's an important stuff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So friends, uh, friendsofamelia.org. Uh, I would uh, yeah, also suggest, yeah, folks check that out. All right. So wrapping it up from... Uh, oh, Sean, how about you? For, oh, yeah, oh, for tell, me. Us, tell us about you. <laughs> yeah. Enough about us. Um, well, you, you can find me here at National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. Um, I also uh, previously this year wrapped up Spinal Tap Minute, yeah. uh, where we covered the movie This Is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time with my co-host Heidi Bennett. Um, I also do something weekly called The Five Minutes of Mime. And you can find that at five minutes of mime.com. And it's also uh, on Facebook at the five minutes of mime quiet storm. And I just have to say, if you're not listening to five minutes of mime, you are missing out. That is some great stuff. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Pete. Uh, thank you, Christopher. And thanks all of you for listening. And again, December 9th, day one, action will happen. So tune in. Merry Christmas. I guess that's it. Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have a nail for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with like a catchy. Yeah. Margo? For saying or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Santa? <laughs> oh, that was nice.